Hey, yo, it's sick and wrong. This is Tracy Morgan. I just wanted to let you know that I love your show, and I want you to keep going on with the dogs. Thanks a lot. Peace. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? Uh, not a lot. What's up with you? Are, I, did you once tell me that you're a big fan of the Archie comics? No, I, I, I loathe Archie. Are you lying? No, I hate Archie. <laughs> I thought you were Archie. a big fan of Archie. I've never liked Archie. This is one of the worst comics. I, I never even liked it as a kid. I, I guess there I like any other weird, at, at like, Goofus and Gallant or something that you're really into? <laughs> I thought you were into one of these weird, archaic, like comics that started in the 40s that it was just like River, no riverdale high nothing what, like uh uh prince valiant don't you have a, a tattoo of jughead on your taint didn't you show me that one time i have it on my right testicle <laughs> oh i i actually did i'm not even i'm not trying to fuck with you i actually did thought i thought that you told me you were a big archie fan well he's gonna die by the way anyways what they're killing archie off they're gonna kill off archie and they're and they're announcing it it seems like the kind of thing you'd want to like be a big surprise, but I guess nobody would buy an Archie comic. Why is that comic it? still being written? Because, you know, Archie's a, he's a everyman. But who reads it? Who cares? It's, it's, it seems like it should have gone the way of, like, Sweet Valley High or, or the Hardy Ziggy. Boys. <laughs> Ziggy. Ziggy, same thing. Family oh, Ziggy, circus. non-threatening humor. God, it's awful. Ziggy's having a bad day again, and he's not wearing pants. Well, Wackerly, uh, you're lucky I... Uh, Managed to find the time to do the podcast tonight. Oh, really? Because you were mourning Archie's death? <laughs> no, no, oh. not, not that at all. Okay. Um, because I'm a, uh, I'm the subject of a, uh, of a documentary, of really? a documentary film. Is it about your Jughead tattoo on your nuts? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why. Why would you think I would get a Jughead tattoo? Because I thought you were a big fan of Archie. Well, what made you think I was a fan of Archie? I think I think it won't. I think you're not remembering it, or or maybe I'm not connecting the dots. But it, I think you told me at some point that you were like a big fan of, I don't know, some comic like that. I, you know, I was a fan of Tintin. Maybe it is. When yes, I was a kid. it's Tintin. That's why. Well, Tintin was a was a great comic when I was a kid. It's very popular so in Southern Africa. Tintin is alive and well. They just made a movie about him, so you don't have to worry but about Tintin's it. Tintin's way better than Archie. Have you ever read Archie? Yeah, I think I've, I must have read at least a couple Archies. Oh, now the now the admission comes out. Huh? Did Archie ever shag Betty or Veronica? Yeah, he's always trying to. He's trying to, those two, the blonde and the brunette, were always trying to bang him. Well, okay. Well, what was the deal with Jughead? Was he just Archie's retarded friend, or was he a stoner? He wasn't retarded. Well, what was wrong with him? He was like he was the wacky cut up guy. He was a class clown. He was the. And class then there's a black haired guy named I don't know if his name was Rex or something. And uh, he was the one who was always competing for Veronica and the other one's uh, affections. You you were into Archie then, 
Were you at one no, point? No, I did want to bang Veronica, though. And the other one, for that matter. Have Betty. they made porn of Betty and Veronica? I'm sure. Rule 34 or whatever? Hmm. I'm going to have to look into that. <laughs> well, anyway, you're overlooking the fact Sorry. that you're looking at a, a, I guess, a somewhat a quasi-celebrity. What, what am I? Like a, uh, a Z-lister? A non-lebrity? A non- well, I'm the subject. <laughs> well, not really the, the subject, but I'm one of the subjects of a documentary film. So my time, you know. Do you have some, is, like, is, incurable is, disease or something? No, I, I got a lot to do. Maybe another documentarian will be asking for me to be. No, I'm saying, why are you in a documentary? I can't imagine. A podcasting documentary, likely. If you lived in L.A., you could have taken part as well. <laughs> now, is this an actual film or is it like a podcast? Like, this podcast is a documentary about other podcasts. Well, it's not a podcast. It's an actual documentary film. They, they is it just raised on, is the it money. On Vimeo? Did we talk about this? I thought we might have talked about it. We Maybe. might have discussed I'm it. Surprised there's only, I'm surprised there is only one. It seems like there'd be like 50 of these things. Well, I, I don't know exactly what it's all about. Um, it's called Earbuds, and it's a doc exploring the personal connection between podcasters and fans. I hope you told them that that's a terrible name. You know, I didn't know. I didn't even know the name of it till just yeah. now when I looked it up earlier. That's because I looked up name. podcasting documentary as Earbuds. If I was at Sundance or whatever, trying to you know look for films to buy and take to market, I I would make them change the name. That'd be the first thing I did. Well, first of all, aren't earbuds an existing product? It's a generic. It's like a generic name for. Yeah, but I thought there was. I thought there actually is like a a pair of headphones called earbuds. I don't know. I thought that was the generic term for it. Well, so what are they saying? That we're like buddies of our fans because we're they listen to us? Like we're earbuds? Is that is that what they mean by this? <laughs> buds. Because I, I didn't I didn't say I, that. I, I hate it. Do you, do you have guy? I know I have guy friends. Oh, my buddy. I was with my buddy this weekend. I was with what? Your buddy? <laughs> what are you my fucking buddy. five? That, I bet you Archie says that. <laughs> yeah. Or my dad. Your dad's hey, one of your, Were you hanging out with your buddies this weekend? No, Dad, I wasn't. I just <laughs> sat in front of my computer and jacked off. If you say buddy like that, are you allowed to say buddy boy? Buddy boy? Buddy boy. Maybe. Um, I didn't say that in the documentary. They, you know, they, I was only on it for maybe, I don't know. They, they interviewed me for like probably 10, 15 minutes. It might also be because you have to be high on weed to listen to most podcasts and be at all entertained. Right, so you think it was earbuds, like buds? Maybe. There's many meanings. They did uh, interview Doug Benson. For, they, they, you know, they interviewed uh, they interviewed quite a number of uh, of uh, celebrities here. They had uh, um, Hardwick. <laughs> celebrities. Well, they had Hardwick. They had Mark Marin. They had Doug Benson. I think they had Kevin Smith. And Jesus. then surprisingly, you're like, the, you're like the comic relief at the end of the. Film. Well, surprisingly, they put me in there, which I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll come on here and talk about sick and wrong. And they're you like, I wasn't even invited. I'm lower than the low. Oh no, I just talk shit about you for like 15 minutes, just like, oh Sweet. god, my co-host is the worst. He sucks. No, I didn't say that. I was saying that we have a we have an intimate relationship with our fans. Did you talk about Jeffrey? I didn't. I didn't mention anything about like my family. You should have told him to get a hold of steel. You know, I, I should have brought in deep steel. Cut shit. Well, he was he was asking me just you know specific questions like, well, you know, what's the sickest and wrongest story? Tell me about some of your craziest fans. And so I was you know mentioning how uh, we used to get uh, we used to get a lot of titty pictures. Remember? Yes, back in the day, back in the golden era of podcrafting. 
you know, a lot of pictures of breasts with sick and wrong written on. We still get them every now and then, but it's it's probably been a it's been a few months. What are you not forwarding them to me? I don't always do that. I should forward them to you. We you we still get them. That. Good to know. But anyway, I mentioned this to the guy, and the guy's like, and he's a he's a podcaster. The director does a show called Comedy Film Nerds, and he was like, you know what? I've never once. They've been their show for like two or three years. And he's like, I've never once got a picture of a titty. You gotta ask like, for well, him. you know, you gotta ask for him. Uh, you also have to have a, uh, you know, we we have a niche audience. We have a niche that we appeal to. A niche that right. likes to send pictures of their wives' tits. Right. People who make bad decisions. We, we a lot of our fans make bad decisions, which is probably why they listen to Sick and Wrong. Because there's a lot of other intelligent shows they could be listening to. Yeah, there's, there's actually a lot of other comedy film nerd. There's a lot of other things, a lot of other activities they could be doing instead of of listening to us for an hour and a half each week. But you know what it is? We're buds. I think a lot of them do We're their work while they listen to us. We're earbuds. We're friends. I got to listen to my earbuds. My buddies. What'd you do today? <laughs> I listen to my earbuddies. He, he asked me, it was funny too, because he asked me, he was like, so what about your, uh, your co-host? How does he feel about the fans? I was like, oh, he hates the fans. I don't hate the fans. <laughs> I just don't want to hang out with them. That doesn't equal hate. Because he asked me, he goes, so what, when they come in town, do you usually hang out? I was like, yeah, I've, I've hung out with them, and uh, I had a meet and greet in England. I hung out in, uh, you know, in, in L.A. a few times with a bunch of different fans. He's like, what about your co-host? I was like, no. He, I he hung out with some fans in L.A. <laughs> when did you meet fans in L.A.? Or sorry. Uh, uh, oh, in, in the U.K. You did. Yeah, yeah you did meet, you did meet a few fans in the U.K. A few. Well, anyway. <laughs> Um, I think what's going to happen with this movie, they, they did a Kickstarter. They raised like 150 grand. I have no idea how. Yeah, we missed out on that trend. Yeah, I've, I have no idea how. I mean, we should have done a Kickstarter for the podcast. Can we just stop doing the show and be like, well, we'll do a Kickstarter and we'll start it again? Just start doing a podcast? Well, no. Just be like, well, the show's canceled until we kickstart up about $200,000. Maybe, maybe what we should do is do a Kickstarter for Sick and Wrong 2.0. Right. Like a beefed up, souped up version of Sick and Raw. A beefed up, souped up, exactly the same version. <laughs> version of Sick and Raw, but after we've raised 200 grand. Right. Because I can't do yeah. it anymore unless I have, I guess, $100,000 for myself. Well, I just don't understand, like, well, first of all, who's going to watch a movie about podcasting? Or or they'd be like, never mind. <laughs> who's going <laughs> to? Podcast fans. <laughs> Maybe I don't. I mean, he did get some big names. There's some marquee marquee names like Mark Marin and, and uh, Kevin Smith. You know those guys. Hardwick. Would you pay? Would you pay like thirteen dollars to go to this to go to a theater to watch this? No, that, there's no way. <laughs> I, I don't what if know. there was a meet and greet afterwards with all the stars of the show? Yeah, I, I, I wonder if I'll be invited. You know what's going to happen? They're going to like probably interview some other famous. A-list podcast people, and then they're going to cut my 15 minutes down to probably about five seconds, and they're going to overdub over my voice like they did in P the end of Pee Wee Herman's you know, movie, uh -huh. you know, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Right. You know, Maybe they could get me. Paging Mr. They Simon. Me. <laughs> Maybe they could pay me to, to be the voice guy. Yeah. I, I, I doubt they'll do that. You, know, you wouldn't even talking, but your mouth moving? If good. I even said to you, like, hey, Wackerly... There's this documentary about podcasting. They want to interview us. What would your response have been? No. Exactly. That's kind of exactly what I predicted there. So I, I just went alone. I went to some things. I went to the podcast convention one time, and then I went to the podcast awards, which we didn't win anything for. And that was it for me. 
Oh, yeah, the podcast. You know, these guys put on the L.A. Podfest convention, the guys that are doing this documentary. Didn't we try to get to that, and they wouldn't? So what? Now they want us? I don't know. They want know. us for their movie, but we're not invited to the, the fest? Maybe it was a different Just guy. Just ask about that. I don't know. I, you know, I gave him a, some sick and wrong swag, though. He was into that. The award show had free booze. So if there's free booze at this documentary filming, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I think maybe from this documentary, people are going to see Sick and Wrong, and maybe just going to be like, what's this podcast all about? Mm-hmm. You know, what What do these guys talk about every week on their show? And well, you know what I'm going to tell entertaining. them? It's our one shot. I'm going to tell them we talk about girls who eat on public transportation. Girls who shove food into their faces on public transportation. That's what we talk about here on Second Wrong. How's that for, for a segue? Week. Not a good one. No, okay, all right, whatever. Um, so, you know, for lack of finding an intro, because uh, I was a little busy this week being on documentaries, you know, it's a little too... <laughs> I thought that bit. was the intro. No, this, no. Is, this, is, the, this is the segue. This is the, the official intro. intro. You miss all the cues. That you was Dee's personal cues. story of the personal diary of the week. It's an anecdote. Oh, it was an anecdote. Right, the anecdote. Leading into, uh, leading into the actual beef, the, the beef of the intro, the, the, the gist of the intro. The meat. The meat of the intro is right here. And, you know, because I was so busy being on documentaries, because that's what I am, a subject yep. of documentary films now. Got it. Um, I looked on a Facebook. Really, and, you think there's going to be more? <laughs> is, this, is that what you're implying? I'm just saying, this is the beginning <laughs> of my documentary film subject career. I don't think I'm going to get paid for any of these appearances. But Later in life, maybe invited. you could be like a, become a morbidly obese person. That'd be good. And you could, there'd be a documentary about that. I wouldn't mind even just being in a documentary about the one time I was in a documentary film about podcasting. Hmm. Or it could be like those seven up movies. Like every 10 years, they'll come back and be like, where are these podcasters now? <laughs> that I would watch <laughs> like the fifth one. Yeah. I wonder. Um, anyway, I didn't have time to look for an intro. I'm too busy being in documentaries. And uh, so I looked at my Facebook and Ted here, Ted from Facebook, Ted, my Ted. good buddy, my ear bud on Facebook. Uh, he wrote this and he, he wrote this to me. He said, I don't know if this is good content for the show, but you should check out the latest Facebook craze in London. Women who eat on the, on the, on tubes, women who eat on tubes. It's Not Facebook the intertubes. Page. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting, uh, Ted, you don't know what's good content on the show. It's a, me and Lance do. We know. What's good content? We discuss this. Right. We go through. We filter out the stories that aren't good content. But you know what? You hit, you hit the nail on the head this week. You, you got it right. It's your lucky day, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> you, it worked out for you. It really did. It's like winning the lotto. <laughs> you, you, you should buy a lottery ticket today because you, you pick the intro topic for Sick and Wrong. You don't get it. the interesting thing is if you would have got the winning story, you would have got a you know a sticker pack. But for this, you get nothing. <laughs> no, he does. He, well, he gets my my a nod of gratitude, I suppose. Uh, D's nod. D's, he, okay, I'm I'm tipping my hat, even though I'm not wearing hats one. off. Hats off. Hats off to Ted <laughs> for sending in this intro and alleviating me of the responsibility of finding an intro. Mm-hmm. You know. Be fucking ingrates. Don't even care about my intro topics anyway. But Ted here, 
Ted sent me a good intro. This is a viable intro topic. And what, what's good about it is that what's interesting about it, it's, it, it hits close to home because this is something that I've been annoyed with for a long time. Um, people who eat on public transportation. But let, let me get a little background here. So this started out with a Tumblr. It's called women who eat on tubes.tumblr.com. Spilled into a Facebook because it got popular. I mean, and it 20,000 likes on this page. It's since been taken down, wackily. This page isn't, the Facebook page doesn't exist. That's why you don't exist. put shit on, on Facebook. Yeah, but that's what got it discovered. That's what's caused the controversy. True. It's um, a fine line to walk. Ted goes on to describe it as a place where people post pictures of females eating on the London underground system. The photos had to be taken voyeur style without the subject known, knowing. It has kicked up quite a stir in the UK with nearly 20,000 members. It has some weight to it. It also has prompted this creation of a counter group, which I don't know the name of, but he sent me a link to it, uh, which is publicly shaming the people who post in the original group. So hmm. they're shaming the posters who post the pictures of the women eating on the tubes. So they like find a picture of them, and if they're a big fat fuck, then they make fun of it? I, I guess they do that. I read um, that one too. He says, interesting social implications that I'm sure you and Lance would have some great views and opinions on. You know, we, we do. We have opinions and views on so many things. I got nothing on this one. Okay, well, I have a couple. But <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> sounds like Wackily's fresh out. Um, he says, tapped. I, I think over there in the States, women would get up and cause a fuss if they caught someone taking a picture of them. No. People are non-confrontational throughout most of the world. I think. I think most people would pose. He says in the UK, people will just sit there, pretend it's not happening, then take to social media platforms to rant and rave. Passive aggressive. I think uh, I think the majority of people do that. I mean, uh, it depends. It depends on what type of activity you're photographing. I think a lot yes. of people would 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 love the, the, especially in America. You know, there's such so many fame whores out there. Love yeah, the but what about that chick who got the, the shit kicked out of her for Google Glass? So you never she know. She loved the fame. Yeah, but the people get it. And people kicked her ass because they thought she they she was videotaping them. I think it was so a it's viral not always stunt. That. But yeah, I guess people were videotaping there. I think they kicked her ass because she was wearing just Google Glass in a bar. She's a pretentious techie. Right. But yeah, this has caused quite the uproar. This whole thing, uh, they've already removed Facebook removed the uh, the, the page here. Uh, the Tumblr page still still is up, and uh, I gotta say, you know, the I was looking through the Tumblr page, and it's not just fat women shoving food in their mouth. There's skinny women. There's a couple guys There's on almost there. Almost no fat women. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like this. You know, it's showing plus size women shoving you know cheeseburgers into their mouth. But you know, at the end, of the the uh, at the the older the oldest post is a description. Of the Tumblr page written by the guy who created it. And he says, and this is kind of creepy, I got to say. Everywhere I go, I see women eating on tubes. Like little mice hiding packets of crisps and biscuits in their bags and purses. Slowly, secretly, guiltily raising each bite-sized morsel to their salty lips in the hope that no one's watching. Well, I'm watching. And I'm yeah. photographing, documenting the fascinating world of the women who eat on the tubes. That's creepy. There's this, there's a big there's a huge uh, history of um, fat shaming in the UK. I mean they have TV shows about it and stuff, and they love to you know uh, talk about how Americans are all fat. You know the the rabbi that that was one of the rabbis. The rabbi t had found so much merriment in making fun of fat congregants. 
He it's loved it. It's not like your dad was svelte. <laughs> no, my dad wasn't skinny by any stretch of the imagination. And he, but it was any fat, any overweight, like, you know, especially obese member of the congregation. Oh, he oh, would bring it up all the time. Your dad wasn't obese. No, my dad, my dad had a, you know, an old man gut. Yeah. In the world of the obese, a fat guy is skinny. <laughs> Or something like that, <laughs> but he loved making. I, I think it was because he was brought up in that culture where fat shaming, you yeah. know, was just a part of life. But this impl- this implication that these people, these women on the tubes who are eating are fat, is is not really accurate in my opinion. It's not fat women like plowing down cheeseburgers as you as you said before. This is a th- this is a thing skinny women do, and correct me if I'm wrong. But the skinny women do this thing where – I mean the ones that aren't actually anorexic or bulimic. They do this thing where they're like, well, my thing, how I stay in shape is I just eat little things all throughout the day. So you, you go to a meal with one of these women and you're like, well, I'm getting the chicken a la king or – has anybody eaten that since the chicken 50s? Chicken a la king. I was about to say, what is chicken <laughs> a la king? I have no idea. Chicken cacciatore. For, <laughs> for dessert, I'm going to have a baked Alaska. What? <laughs> No, but then they'll, but they'll 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 be like, "Well, I'm just getting a starter," and they'll eat half of it. And then, but then if you're like spending the day with some one of these chicks, then it's like every hour she'll be like, "I really need to eat something," or like you know, I got to get some nuts at the at a you know, or some or raisins at a at a, a gas station convenience store. You know, they like they like they graze. They call it grazing. You know, so it all is? throughout the day, and in my office, the women do this too. Like every time you go to the kitchen, it's not like they're like grabbing a, a pretzel or like a coke. It's like they're making a little. Oh, I'm putting some hummus on toast. It's like just eat a fucking real meal, and then you, it's like all day long you're preparing and eating food. You know what it is though? It's they they nosh throughout the day because they they they've read these diets where or they, they take these diets where it's like you eat a little bit of food throughout the day rather than eating a lot for three square meals. Right. So therefore, That's you're exactly distributing the calories you you consume, you know, evenly throughout the day. Yes. So it's not that they're big sod busters. It's that they're they're overly concerned with like, well, I need to be eating every half hour. So if you're on the tube, you got to eat. Well, the, the thing is, they also use this excuse. Oh, low blood sugar, low blood sugar. Need to eat some food, low blood sugar. And you're just looking at them like, you know what? Just fucking it's a 20 minute ride to get to your stop. Can't you wait 20 minutes before you shove some fucking food in your mouth? It, 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 it's so aggravating. And the thing is with me... The same not, women who... They'll also do their makeup on the train. Yeah, it's I'm like, not well, saying it's just women, though. A lot of men mostly, do it, too. It's mostly women. Yeah, okay. It's mostly women. For I every, say that. For every but, five women, there's one guy. Yeah, I don't know how it is in the UK. In the UK, apparently, there's a lot of women who eat on the tube. In the US, that's what I'm talking about. The public trans here in the US... You know, you see a lot of... There's a lot of, like... Uh, I gotta say, a lot of minorities eat on the tube. I think it's just part of their. I just think it's it's culturally acceptable. Whereas, I I don't understand it. I think it's disgusting. I, mean, I, I don't just, think it's dis- I mean, I think it's disgusting as me, somebody who's not eating, that I have to smell your your you know, your Big Mac from McDonald's. I think it's disgusting because think of the the proximity of strangers. Think of the germs. The proximity of strangers. Have you ever eaten in a restaurant? Yeah, an Italian you're, restaurant. You're a restaurant that the table's been cleaned, the food's oh. being prepared in a supposedly hygienic situation. Supposedly. Whereas, like you're on a you're on a train. There's probably been a homeless guy who just went over there, 
he's got like feces in like encrusted in his pants. He just sat on the same chair that you're sitting in while you're shoving potato chips in your mouth. It's good for your immune system. Uh, it's disgusting. I, I, you know, last time I took the, I, I was just on the metro here in L.A. Last time I took the metro, there was a guy eating a whole chicken dinner, a Popeye's chicken dinner. Just he had a <laughs> bucket. A little box. He had a bucket. It was a bucket of like a of chicken, or I yeah, think it was a bucket. It's too. like a big box, actually. I don't think Popeye's has buckets. KFC does. But it was a big box of chicken, and he's just eating it, just. Mowing yep. down on this box of chicken without Napkin. any regard for any of the people sitting next to him. The whole place just reeked of fried chicken. Was there a napkin involved? Or is he just wiping his hand on the seats? No, he had a, he had a napkin. He actually had a napkin tucked into his shirt, which oh, I found yeah. really That's funny. That's a very classy <laughs> But I'm just I'm saying, it's, on the trade, it's so. disgusting. I don't care if you're you know a skinny white hipster guy eating your poppy seed bagel you know, versus like, you know, Clarence over there eating some fried chicken. It's just why disgusting. Gotta, why it got to be Clarence? Okay, whatever. <laughs> Milton. That's um, kind of also still a black name. <laughs> or, or a girl eating, you know, some carrots and hummus Jeffrey? on a train. It's like, you don't need to eat on the train. Have some respect for your fellow passengers. Yeah. So anyway, the reason... Coffee, I'm on the fence. Because, you know why? Coffee smells good, even if it's somebody else drinking it. But these motherfuckers, they always spill it. You're like, wow, I'm coordinated. I'm not going to spill it. Next 30 seconds, it's all over the seat. Oops. Are, are you supposed to even have beverages on the BART? The You're Bart not train? supposed to have any food on public transit. Every public transit has a little sign. It's not even, it's, it's not even written. You can be illiterate. It has a no food sign. It has a no loud radio sign. And then it has, I don't know, something else. But doesn't no it have like a, a picture of a beverage with like a, a yes. like a line through it or like a, like hard, a red line you know, a stylized it? hot dog because that's what people are taking you know, the kind of street food that people are eating on public transit yeah with the red line through it no food or beverage well so we're complaining because we find it just annoying when people not just women just people eat on the train but the 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 uproar in the UK. There's some. There's other reasons why people are taking such offense to this uh, this Tumblr page and this Facebook group. So I read this article in the Guardian, um, written by a female journalist. Here, she was saying, posting photos of women feeding themselves on public transport on Facebook is shaming and voyeuristic, and that's what's wrong with our culture. Is today we take merriment, we take we take pleasure in stranger shaming. Stranger shaming. That's what this culture. Welcome to our, society, lady. Where our society is now is now revolved around our smartphones in our hands. So now that we have our smartphones, it's it's caused us to be detached from humanity, and and we and we just enjoy shaming strangers. Yeah, it's very enjoyable. I think America. I don't know. Either this lady's wrong, or it's a cultural thing. Because in America, the problem is people just have no shame. The concept of shame is completely thrown out the window. There is no shame. People just in this do country. whatever the fuck they want, and they don't care what people think. And, and it's also—it's almost like a badge of honor. Like you know, I'm keeping it real. <laughs> it's bragging rights. So no, it is. And you know what they—they they almost do. They defy you to even comment right. on their behavior. Yeah, I think I think people no should be shame, taking pictures no modesty. of everything that people do. You know, no decorum. Fucking trying to start walking across the crosswalk when the lights already changed. That, you know, jaywalking type shit. Uh, what else is annoying? 
Lots of things. Well, she claims that uh, these people are made easily identifiable in the subject of anonymous, derisive, malicious humor. And that's what sticks in her gullet yep. about this. You're not supposed to fucking eat on public transit. On How about tubes? that? Follow the goddamn rules. But I need to eat. My blood sugar's low. You're I'm a on a special shaming. diet where I have to eat every eight minutes, okay? You're a stranger shaming. Isn't that just pretty much the foundation of this podcast? It's the foundation of society. <laughs> it's the foundation of like morals and, you know, acceptable behavior. I but see yeah, nothing wrong with that. I see nothing wrong with somebody shaming me. We shame people whose like children have just died. <laughs> I shame children. On the show. Yeah. Why not shame Disabled them? children. Well, anyway, uh, this woman says there's a few reasons, several reasons why this, this website upsets her, but why it upsets all women. It says women who eat on tubes highlights the age-old tiresome comparison between sex and food. It's what? Freudian to tell you that the act of watching something getting pushed into an orifice has vaguely sexual overtones. Well, so now she, it does, now that you put it that way. Well, she feels that these people, these women who are being photographed, women, not men, women who are being photographed are being photographed by some pervert who's getting off on watching them put this food in your mouth and putting this in you, know, secretly slipping a chip into their mouth or eating a pickle, not even a phallic-shaped object. She's just saying any type of food in their mouth. You know what it is? It's, I don't find it that? sexual at all. I find it repulsive. I don't even care if it's a hot... Well, I guess if she had a popsicle like, or something like that and she was hot. What about a banana? Okay, if 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 uh, Megan Fox was eating a banana on public transportation, banana. yes, I wouldn't have a problem with that. You mean a banana? <laughs> okay, well let let's say okay, let's say Precious was eating a roast beef sandwich on public transportation. Yeah, you know, to tell you the truth, I was on the Bart once, and I think it was Precious was eating like a once again. Not this is a true story, and it was like a bucket of barbecue chicken, and he was the smelly, and she was like not eating with her mouth closed and it was this worst and it, it was like maybe old or something because it smelled like vomit and i'm talking when d says something like that he's a vegetarian like all food to him mostly smells like vomit but i'm a person who likes barbecue chicken but it was just like this rancid smell and you know she was like wiping her fingers on the napkins and then just throwing them on the floor like what the fuck it's it's disgusting it's vile it's odious behavior, and it, they deserve to be shamed for that. They deserve to have a video taken and posted to YouTube. Yeah. You know? Um, this uh, journalist here goes on to say it. By putting a smartphone between us and our carriage companions, we've stopped seeing them as individuals and started seeing them as fodder for social media banter. First of all, you're a cunt for calling it a carriage. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that that's English. I think even English people would say she's a cunt for it. It's the fucking tube. Tube train. <laughs> tube train car. Carriage. Your she motor says, coach is arriving. She goes on here to say, to enjoy food alone and to eat without shame are vital parts of becoming self-sufficient. And women deserve to be self-sufficient. And who are you to stand in their way, Wackerly? I think the fucking conductor of the tube carriage should come down and be like, listen, bitch. <laughs> throw that food out or you're getting tossed off the train because it's repulsive but no one ever enforces that have you ever seen any bart transit cop come over and say you're not allowed to eat that mcdonald's you know big mac on the train no. 
<laughs> Once the bar enforcement comes out to talk to you, they're probably going to shoot you. It's gotten to that point. I hate the smell of French fries, too. I think it's disgusting. Really? What, no, when they <laughs> French eat... French fries? I'm talking when they eat French fries outside of McDonald's. Like, if it's in McDonald's, <laughs> yeah, okay, I expect to smell French fries there. Sitting on a, on a Muni bus, I don't want to smell because French fries. Because it is fries. quite pungent. It's gross. What about a fish sandwich? The, okay, now that... That just is beyond disgusting. That just makes me want to. That just makes me want to vomit right here. Yeah. Um, she says. So one of the uh, she brings up this example here. A journalist actually saw a photo of herself that was uploaded to the uh, to the Tumblr site mm-hmm. and uh, and on the Facebook page. And so she complained to Facebook, and she oh approached the God. transport for London, asking you know the and emailed the photographer asking for the photo to be taken down, and Facebook didn't do anything about it. So she's saying that the uh, author here is, is lamenting the fact that if you can confront people who run or submit or follow a blog, if that doesn't work, what are your options? Where, are, are women supposed to walk or cycle to work now? How about you don't eat on the fucking tube? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes on to say, if we all engage in more social interaction on public transport, then perhaps we would start to see each other as people and not just orifices to be ridiculed. Yep. That's what everybody riding public transport to work in the morning wants to be talked to by a stranger. That's just my dream when I get on in the morning. Oh, I hope some random person wants to have a chat. I can't wait to meet somebody new. How can this... 8 a.m. on a Tuesday. How can this author be more deluded? Who wants to talk to somebody else? This Less is a, interaction. You know, what it is? you know what it is? She's a free, it's probably a freelance writer, and she works from her pajamas at home. Those she are the people are like, public transit, wouldn't it be nice if I had to ride it, if people would just talk to me randomly? I think public transportation is a wonderful thing. It cuts <laughs> yeah. down on traffic. It's great for the environment. People can yeah. actually, you can, it gives you a sense of community. Yeah, there's never a drunk, aggressive cocksucker on there just trying to fuck with everybody. That never happens. You know what it should those, those be? Those are the people who try and talk to you. Hey, man, what's going on? How are you doing? I'm just trying to get to work. Oh, you're like that. You have attitude, huh? And it's like, Jesus, dude, how many fucking scotches have you had? It's only 8 a.m. When commuting to work, people, just sit on the train, put your headphones in, and just assume that stoic, mirthless expression of the damned. Because that's what you are. Just go to work. Don't talk to people. Don't eat. Just listen to your headphones, tune them all out, and go to your shitty job. Carriage of death. That's exactly what it is. She goes to say, goes on to say, stop looking at women through the lens of your smartphone and snide sense of superiority and simply leave them to their snacks, Wackerly. Yes. She's talking directly to you, you know, saying that women aren't allowed to snack. They have so many weird snacks in the UK, like the Maltesers or whatever and the Maltesers, fucking yeah. chisels and Crisps. fucking Winnel Biggles. I got to say, though, we have weird snacks here, too. Like uh, the women at my work. There's a Whole Foods right by us, and they buy these just weird organic Whole like, Foods. Pea, let like, me guess. Now let me guess. The seaweed chips, kale chips, just like a fucking package of quinoa. Like, why don't you just eat sawdust? Well, there's That's this whole good. group of women. They and right next to me, they they don't have like any candy or anything out. They just have like th- these weird chips. They're not even Doritos or Cheetos. No, it's just, they're not going to eat Doritos. Yeah, but it's just and they, all it's day. Be it's like just, all day. Grain. You just hear the crunching. This like monotonous, just like this monotone. Just, well, they're just munching just all day throughout the day. They're just grazing. 
Have you tried these kale chips? They're just as good as a potato chip. Uh, fuck you. They're not. It's terrible. And it smells like shit. I hope this trend, this this women who eat on tubes or people who eat on tubes, uh, moves over here across the pond. I hope it comes over to the U.S. I just started. Maybe I will. But for men and public women, transportation. No. You're one of the elites who doesn't have to ride public transportation. Well, if if public trans went anywhere here in LA, I would ride it, but it doesn't. It goes like, there's a it, bus. You there's like four the stations. There's like four stops. That's it. <laughs> you could get on the bus. Yeah, I could imagine riding the bus in LA. You and all the Vados. <laughs> I just hope people people should take videos and just completely shame them. Maybe start a YouTube page. But men and women, because anybody who's eating on public transportation deserves to be shamed. I'm telling you, man, it's mostly women. I don't know. And it's not fat women. So it, it's not fat shaming. It's, it's these women, like you said, that we work with that are eating the Whole Foods, you know, puffed tofu crisp. And if not for stranger, stranger shaming, what are we supposed to laugh at? <laughs> you're only allowed to shame people you're related to now? Yeah, I don't get most it. Most people are strangers. And most people don't deserve to be shamed. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's it. People, this is episode 427 here, Sick and Wrong. Uh, quick recap of the way the show works. Uh, you send in stories. We read the stories. We give you credit. We send you a Sick and Wrong care package. You know. Uh, you can send the stories to sickandwrongpodcast.com. Submit them via Twitter or the Facebooks. Uh, we got some good ones here for this week. Uh, before we get to our first one, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So the first story here came in from Brandon. He says, I wonder how many times D has pissed in Lance's MGD. Keep it sick. Keep it retarded. Hmm. I hope never. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think I ever have pissed in your MGD. I don't think I've ever pissed in anybody's MGD. It's a horrible thing to do. I have known people to piss in beer, and I'm always like, "Why are you doing that?" It's funny. Eh, not really. <laughs> I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want one of my friends to drink my urine. It's a horrible prank. Even if somebody were to piss into the MGD of like an enemy or just somebody I wasn't fond of, I'd be like, "Really, dude? First of all, we're at the bar, and you just took your cock out. What if he did? I mean, what do you take the MGD into the bathroom?" I, you know, I recall one time uh, a mutual friend of ours, we were at a bar, we were at a lesbian bar actually, called uh, the Lexington in San Francisco. And we were with, I, I don't know if you were there, you might have been there, but a mutual friend of ours was there. And anyway, we were with, uh, and you remember that girl Melissa who lived with us for a while on Treasure yeah. Island? Yes. So she wanted, she, she, she hung out with us I all wanna, the time. Yeah. But she was a young lesbian. She wanted to go out to a lesbian bar. So she's like, let's go to a lesbian bar. And she didn't have any friends. She just moved here. So we're like, all right, sure. So we go to this Lexington. And we're hanging out. And this, this Lexington bar is like, it's like tough San Francisco 
dykes. Like these are real San Francisco lesbians. This, these right. aren't lipstick lesbians you see on porn. They're they're not the girls of Pornhub. <laughs> Plus, those girls aren't really lesbians. No, like these are like I mean, girls that are heavily tattooed, weigh about two hundred fifty pounds, have a shaved head, and maybe a goatee. And so anyway, we're sitting there at the at the at the bar, and Melissa was hot. Like she was pretty cute. Like yeah. short-haired, like, young girl. She's, like, 24 or something. So she's at the bar just getting hit on. And so we're, I don't know, three of us were, like, sitting at the table just kind of drinking. And uh, this, yeah, big San Francisco lesbian walks over with, like, a goatee. And she comes over. She's like, you're at my table. And she puts her beer down. She's like, when I come back, you guys better be gone. All right. And she, like, saunters out to the that bathroom. That kind of deserves it. <laughs> and, yeah, like, our mutual friend, who I'm not going to name here, took her beer underneath the table, pissed in it, and then put it back and when she came back, we did get up and leave and then just watched her drink that beer. Still, you kind of see what I'm saying, though. It's yeah. It's kind of like, uh, did you just take your cock out under the table that we're all sitting at? Like, what if you would have missed and hit my leg? I would have been pissed. Literally. Literally, yeah. You know, I, I couldn't believe he did it. I, I remember just laughing, like, hysterically, being like, I can't believe you're doing this. This is right. disgusting. Like, I mean, on. you could probably go to jail for a long time for that, right? Well, I wanted you're, to know you're virtually poison trying to poison somebody. I think it would have been better just to like see her come back and just knock his ass out. <laughs> Cuz that would have been great story for the ages. Yeah. But anyway. Truly. Um, you should have been like it was him. That beer you just drank he pissed in it. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Well, it's funnier this way cuz now she's going to kick your ass. Now I she's get the benefit gonna... of seeing her drink piss. And now that lesbian's going to beat the fuck out of me. Large Marge is about to beat the shit out of you. And I'm going to laugh for years about this. It's the ultimate comedy. I get both ends of the karma. So a man is ordered to pay $5,001. $5,001 for uh, peeing in a coworker's coffee pot. Hmm. So it's interesting the way this guy started off the story. If you were thinking of pissing in a coworker's drink, here's something that should give you pause. As a matter of fact, I was thinking of doing that, but now maybe I'll, I'll ruminate on the story first before doing hmm. it. Yeah. I was going to – I'm scared of the bathroom at work, so I was going to piss in somebody in my coworker's coffee tomorrow. A man who admitted spiking his colleague's coffee with urine was ordered to pay $5,001 in damages, and uh, that, was, that fine was in addition to a year-long prison sentence that he already received. This guy went to prison for a year for doing this. That seems harsh. I think so. <laughs> James Carroll Butler – Use an empty soda can to scoop urine from a toilet. He's crafty. Into a coworker, Michael Michael Utz's personal coffee pot at a water. They must not have plant. direct deposit at that work. Why? Because <laughs> he didn't directly deposit it. <laughs> Works on so many levels. Right. Um. So he used an empty soda can to scoop urine from a toilet into his coworker Michael Lutz's personal coffee pot at a water treatment plant in Culpeper, Virginia. The irony. They work at a water treatment plant. I know. He certainly treated probably water. probably have to piss a lot because you hear the water flowing all day long. Don't you think it just smells like piss? The water treatment plant? Yeah. And what, what, no. are the, what kind of water are they treating? Well, it could be fresh water on the upside, or you're right. If it's the downside, it probably smells like there, – there are a lot of water treatment plants on the waste side that do smell pretty bad. Have you ever been to like a water treatment plant? Many times. For work? Yeah, for work. 
So are, are the guys there like are, are there a lot of like blue collar good old boys that kind of? Eh. I mean, or are they nerdy scientist types? Both. Yeah, both. So do you think this was some some ribbing Did you guys ever have a pool? You never had a pool, right? Did you you have pools? (laughs) Yeah, swimming pool. Yeah, I had a swimming pool in South Africa. Oh, so was your dad, you go, you probably had a slave or what, a servant or something, but was your dad, you know, in Midwestern dads, they have a pool and they're like really keen on sort of with that little thing with the two tubes and you ch- get the water and then you pour the drops in and it turns a certain color and you're supposed to get it the exact color and you had to either put more chlorine in or less chlorine well, we or turn a, the filter up we had a slave that did that you had a pool slave <laughs> well you know what i'm talking about do you ever have any yeah you know it was apartheid that's that's what that was a job for a slave <laughs> did you have any did you have any like goyim christian friends in when you lived in michigan whose dad has a pool and you, and you would always see them checking the water i always found it funny that people had above ground pools in michigan yeah yeah that but you funny. did <laughs> above ground pools are generally funny you could start a tumbler like that like look at all these pictures of these fuckers in their above ground pool fat fuckers in above ground pools but yeah you did but the, but the thing is that dad took great pride in that above ground pool and checked the water you know, probably intermittently throughout the day. Yeah. Well, that's what the water treatment guys are like to the 10th power. So what are they what really are you saying? into They're the just... water chemistry? That's all I'm saying. Took a long time to get there. But do you think all these guys are into that? Or do you think there's like a couple blue collar guys that are just there to like fix the machines? There's probably a you guy know? or two to there, there to do that. Or, or there's probably the guy who's just like, my mom always wanted a guy, a son to work at the water treatment plant. So here I am. Like you know when people are doc- doctors or lawyers they, and they hate it, but they're just like, my mom always wanted a lawyer in the family, so I went to school for eight years and now I'm a lawyer, but I hate it. I want to work in a flower shop. It's probably something like that. I bet you, though. Who the fuck, who the fuck gets a job because that's what their mom wants them to do? I guess a lot of Jews do that. Well, but. I bet you this this in Culpeper, Virginia, I bet you that's what it is. You graduate high school, some of you go on to college, but most of you just go to the water treatment plant. <laughs> I don't think it's not like it's not like it's the shingle factory. Yeah, but you know you know how it's like okay, that's where they make the fake flowers, the artificial flower factory, and that's your job, that's your lot in yeah, life. Yeah, but that's a different. That's where the high school dropouts go. But I think the water treatment plant is like a pretty good job. You get a pension, maybe. I mean, you don't really have to do much. I mean, the water just comes in and you throw some chemicals at it. No, and you're I, like, I clean you, enough. I bet you they hire the high school dropouts to take the net and fish out the condoms. Well, yeah, there is that guy. Which how I many, think how many I, of those dudes do you need though? You got like one guy to do that, and he's probably eighty and he's worked there forever. He's like, I'm holding on this job forever. Well, I think the guy that scooped the urine is that guy. He's the condom scooper. And what okay. I'm trying to get at here is, do you think he did this as a as a childish prank, or do you think he did this as a malicious act? So, malicious. so let me go on here, and you can tell me what you think. So. Butler used an empty, uh, empty soda can, scooped the urine, and poured it into uh, Michael Utz's personal coffee pot. He then returned the pot to the coffee maker, hoping his coworker, Michael Utz, was the person who would get the urine tainted coffee. So he I didn't know. even know for sure if this guy was going to be the target of his urine coffee. Um, sure enough, Utz tried to brew coffee, but stopped when he was hit with a strong smell of urine observing fluid already inside the pot that he had not put in there. And therein lies the problem. <laughs> this dude should have poured a little bit over the, over the, like the grounds and the filter. Not in the pot. 
Because aren't hmm. you going to see old coffee in there and just be like, what? what? I emptied that thing out. Right. Who wants to drink old coffee? Nobody. That was his problem. This guy wasn't using his head when he was trying to taint his, <laughs> yeah. his, his friend's coffee. He's not a genius urine depositor. <laughs> uh, if you have the really smart people who put urine in other people's drinks, they never get caught. You never know. They're probably doing it day in, day out. And probably not only urine, they're probably doing it with fecal matter. Yeah. <laughs> you got a floater. <laughs> or semen. Or, you know what you do? You take a shit in the water, and then you take the water that your shit's floating in, and you put that in their coffee. Well, wait, hold See, on. See, that's what the smart guy does. Well, hold on, though. Look the what dumb happened. motherfucker's like, I'm just going to put a piece of my turd in there. Yeah, but look what happened here. Utz okay. told the supervisor, who... Immediately suggested testing the liquid at a lab, which I find kind of weird. Do you think your boss would do that? Yeah, but you, you're losing track. These guys work at the lab. I guess it is a lab. Yeah. yeah so They're like, when there. I say the lab, I mean that bench over there in the corner. Let's test it. All right. What so the they fuck test else it. Do to do? The results come back positive for urine and feces. So there's feces in there, too, in that soda can. But you know what? <laughs> they work around all these feces water, as you pointed out. I bet you there's just feces and urine all over everything. <laughs> Don't you think? Probably. I bet you they're breathing it in. Yeah. So they should have taste, tested a controlled soda. Do you think they snack all day? Like the women that work there snack oh, all yeah. day? and they, uh... The women cannot stop snacking, I'm telling you. It's like, <laughs> have you seen the movie Speed? <laughs> Yeah, that's the real analogy because that's about public transit too. I mean, in the movie speed. If the movie speed, that's what that movie's twenty years old or something. If that movie was made today, there would be a woman on the speeding bus who would be complaining because she'd be like, "I've run out of my snacks since we've been on this bus for two hours. I've got to get a snack." That would be like one of the crisis points in the movie. Is the woman who needs like a bag of baby carrots because the bus can't slow down so she can get some more food. Um, Butler confessed to the crime the next day. Butler. He says, <laughs> I'm clearly in the wrong profession. He says, I'd done something I'm very much ashamed of to a coworker for reasons which are stress related and things stress. going on in my life on and off the job. I'm very no much shame. ashamed of my stupid and childlike behavior. Well, That's what he wrote in the letter. So what do you think? He here? says he's ashamed, but that he's justifying it. Like I have stress. You know, like it's not like sorry, I'm an asshole. I'll try not to be such an asshole in the future. Yeah, but what type of stress do you think this guy this guy does? And and not, not, not only just make that. up anything. Oh, I had a medical scare. Oh, my mom was sick. Uh, okay. My wife won't have sex with me. My kid has autism. Okay, well, if this is the way he displaces his aggression or his stress. This is the way he relaxes. What, what do you think he does to his wife or his kids? <laughs> what do you think? I hate to know Golden that. showers, piss play. I, I don't know. Yeah, of course. So, so what do you think? Do you think it's a malicious act or a prank? Malicious act. He said it's stupid and childlike behavior. Do you think he thought it was a joke? No. I mean, ch children do malicious shit all the time because they think they're going to get away with it. I guess children do do stuff, but well, that's what I'm saying. Like this guy, I think obviously, I think he's immature for his age. He's probably in his 40s, but he's probably an immature prankster. He's probably a bully in high school, and he still pulls these uh, stupid pranks that he finds funny. He probably told his buddies, like, "Hey, I'm going to put piss in Utz's coffee." Hey, I mean, hey, I think hey. fifty percent of people really didn't ever mature past the, maybe even higher than that. I would say like you'd have to do a graph, but like. 
Probably 40% of people never matured past the age of 12. Probably 50% of people never matured past the age of 16. Then maybe 80% are like stuck in like the 21 year old. And then like the, whatever the remaining is, like they're the only people who actually have the, their proper age maturity. I just think these guys, a lot of these guys, just arrested development. I mean, they just never, yeah. never, there's no reason for them to mature. Right. He married you know, his, it, his high school sweetheart who's exactly just another what I was idiot. Say. He, he grew up in a, like an only child or something. And, you know, the mom, his mom took care of everything, then got married immediately. And then his wife takes care of everything yeah. for him. And he's just like, I'm a dumb American guy. After he gets off work at the water treatment plant, just goes and drinks domestic beer. Yeah. Like the a, typical local bar. Uh, Typical, you know, sitcom or commercial dad or husband who's just like, I'm a moron. I can't do anything. And I think that's where's what my guy, wife that, to do my laundry. That's why I think Who he thought this groceries? would be a funny joke rather than, you know, thinking of the gravity of, of what it is that he's doing. <laughs> Putting urine and feces in some guy's beverage. Anyway, yeah. court documents obtained uh, by the by this this uh, the reporter here show that. $5,000 will go towards punitive damages and a dollar will go towards compensatory damages. But this is well short. Of <laughs> is the dollar for the soda or the coffee or whatever? I guess. Um, maybe the whole <laughs> coffee. He needs to be compensated though. for the coffee that he, that he lost. But this is well short of the $728,000 that Utz was seeking. So you initially, uh, how the hell could you, the guy didn't even drink the piss. How could he sue him for seven hundred twenty-eight grand? You got to go big. <laughs> Is he suing the the treatment plant or the city? No, I don't think that would fly. How could they know? Unless there was complaints that this guy's been doing this before and they failed to fire him or reprimand him. <laughs> I, I just don't get why. I mean, if he didn't even drink the piss, how could he get? <laughs> how? Why would he think he could get seven hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars? Mental anguish. Yeah, how can he ever drink a coffee at work again and not worry about it? I still don't think it's worth over half a million dollars. Well, it wasn't awarded. Utz is really, really happy about the victory, and he's glad it's done. Uh, Butler is found guilty of misdemeanor assault for the coffee pissing and sentenced to one year a one-year jail sentence. Uh, now he got that $5,000 fine. He was also fired from the plant where he had worked for 17 years. Well, that's the worst part. So this guy's life, like, what do you, what do you think he does now? Welfare, social security. Disability. Welfare. He's just at the. He's just bar fly. Unemployment. Unemployment. He just uh, food stamps, and he just drinks beer all day now. Maybe beats his wife. Off. That's probably about it. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned: Just don't piss in your coworker's coffee. There's other. Don't ways. piss in anybody's. Just piss in the toilet. How about that? But there's other ways to Sometimes get revenge. Sometimes out, outdoors behind a tree, but mostly in toilets. That's where you should be pissing. There's other ways to get revenge. More subtle ways. More damaging ways. Think like of that. What? I don't Fake know, Craigslist ad? I'm just saying there's other ways to get revenge than, than doing something crass like that. Okay. And disgusting. Sure. Puerile. What do you have here for the second story? This one came in uh, from a listener, or I assume. It'd be funny if somebody who didn't listen to the show just sent us a story. <laughs> I don't listen, but here's something for y'all's your your internet sound thing. Because we're earbuds. 
Yeah. Has D checked on his Prius lately? Billy, who's an auto tech in Shreveport, Louisiana. Shreveport? Yeah. Deep South. It is pretty deep. Uh, this happened in San Francisco, to be uh, clear and funny. Well, f- I don't live in San Francisco, so obviously this right. is not. Well, you'll, it'll become apparent why he's asking about your Prius a okay. second here. He's, pro- he's probably making fun of me for driving a Prius. Oh, yeah, clearly. It's a, it's Especially just, somebody from, from who's an auto tech from Shreveport. Yeah, it's I've not, heard, it's I've not heard a respected it. car in the South. I've heard it all before. It's fine. You know, you know who gets uh, 47 miles per gallon? This Jew right over here. So just just to let you know that, Billy, I have 47 miles a gallon in my in my Prius. I've been in your Prius. It's nice. It's nice you, know, you have the big like electronic display thing going on and a nice sound system in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there a CD player? <laughs> you know, I have a you know, I have one of those CD changers. Wow. So I have like five discs going on in there. And what, di- uh, what are what discs are in rotation at the moment? You know what I've been listening to? A lot recently. I don't know why. Chronic 1 and Chronic 2 by Dr. Dre. Huh. When you're driving around LA, do you keep your windows rolled up if you're in like the hood? Well, only if I see a black person walking by. But normally <laughs> I have them down and I'm bumping my, my tunes. I'm bumping in, the beats. When you're in Beverly Hills or whatever. Well, you know, I think I'm driving my Prius. I think I want to look as tough as possible. As, you know, establish some street cred in my Prius. It's, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> the first car was found flipped on its roof around 1 a.m. and a second one spotted on its side a couple of blocks away about 10 minutes later in the city's Bernal Heights neighborhood, wait, said wait. Officer Gordon Shy. A you Prius? Think, uh, Someone flipped over a Prius? No, no, it wasn't a Prius. Oh, okay. God. This wasn't an earthquake, mind you, because you can imagine an earthquake and then all the cars are flipped over because of the, the shaking of the ground and the... And the whatnot. The power of nature. The power of nature. Police then discovered a third smart car. That's what we're talking about. You know the smart cars? They like seat two uh, people, you plug it in, purely electric car. So, I mean, you're talking about your 47 miles to the gallon. This is like infinity miles to the gallon, except you do have to pay for the electricity. All right, think of the smug factor. Who's more smug, Prius drivers or smart cars? Probably the smart car. Which which one's more expensive? Although there's more there's more Prius owners, and I kind of think maybe the Prius is more expensive. The, the smart car really is for like getting around town. It's not for like going anywhere in a long out of town. This is like for driving to the store, like fifteen minute trips. Okay, what do you hate more? Like if just I'm just gonna say if you walked into a room, who would fill you more with hatred? The guy driving the smart car, or the guy driving, or the guy sitting in a smart car, or the guy sitting in a Mini Cooper? Didn't you just say I walked into a room? <laughs> what is, it? is it an auto dealership? An auto dealership. cars in this yeah, living room? You, you, you walk into an auto dealer. Okay, okay. Now let me change the scenario. You were getting picked up at the airport. Speaking of pranks, when you like take a car apart and put it back together inside my bedroom, like, what the fuck? Um, you're getting picked up at the airport. Okay. Who's a bigger asshole chauffeur? The guy driving the smart car or the guy driving a Mini Cooper? Hmm. Who would you hate more? Hmm. And it's it's men in both cases. Let's be, let's be clear. Men or women, whatever. Do I have a bag or was I on like a quick just day trip? 
Okay, I'm t- all right. Who do you hate more? Just let's forget about the entire know. fictitious I kind of scenario. Like, I, I rented a Mini Cooper once. It's not a bad car. I, I'm not against small cars. I'm not against battery powered cars. I don't think I hate either of them. So okay, you okay? Which I'm a car fan. I like who, all kinds of cars. Who's the most smug then? Oh, the most. Well, the most smug would be the smart car guy. All right. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. But I still think uh, Mini Cooper drivers do have a sense of smugness that is that is annoying. Mini, Mini Cooper is kind of a hot car. For women, you can have sex in it. For hot, for hot chicks, like small, you know, five foot two. What about the inch, Italian job? Small Michael frame Caine. Women. Like I'm a Michael Fiat. Caine. They can drive that. But guys, when guys drive a Cooper, you're just like, really? What about yeah, the if, Italian job? That's like a tough guy movie. Peter Dinklage can drive a Cooper. <laughs> I, I don't think you should be driving a Cooper. I don't think our friend P-Town should be driving a Cooper. Oh, I lost my place. This wasn't an earthquake, but all these smart cars in Bernal Heights, which is the, one of the smug... I mean, that and Noe Valley and what... What are all the smug neighborhoods? The Pacific Whites. Noe Pacific Valley. Whites. This is an area of the mission, though. The Marina. A lot, of, a lot of people are buying homes because it's... Noe but, is the mission, too, right? I, th- I think it's more Castro, isn't it? It's it's next to the mission. It's on the border. Whatever. But anyway, these are all like uh, goddamn neighborhoods. But these are neighborhoods, though. Like Bernal Heights used to be just a very Mexican, like Hispanic neighborhood, and then they pushed all of them out, and it became completely gentrified. It's only white strollerville homes. Yeah. So this is where you you know you're getting shoved off the sidewalk because some uh, you know yuppie mom has a big stroller with like that looks like an SUV with both of her kids in it, and they're going to another like a blue bottle coffee shop. The only saving grace of that shots. is she's probably a hot mom and she has those like Lululemon yoga pants on. Yeah, no, no, there's nothing wrong with checking out the hot moms. They're just annoying when they bully <laughs> they over annoying. with the strollers. Uh, they're probably wearing Google Glass. The lightweight cars all had shattered windows and some body damage. So it's kind of like, ha, 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 you know, I tipped your car over. But then like, no, actually, you fucked my car completely up. The fucking windows are all broken, and the fucking wheel, the trans, the axles are fucked because you tipped it over on the tires, and they bent all in. Like, does what it, the fuck, dude? Does it total uh, a car to, total? to tip it? I think you could probably get it repaired, but it's going to be expensive. So, wait, okay. Let, let me just humor me here. Are they tipping it so it's balanced on its end? Like, it's vertical. One was on its end, and a couple were on their sides. And it's kind of a cube, right? It's not like a car that's like long and low, like sort of ch- some Cheech Marin mobile. It's not an SUV. It's not it's a like, low rider. It's like a cube. Yeah, I guess it it's is almost kind of, as tall as it is it's wide. It's not like a Scion. A Scion. It kind of is like a Scion. Maybe even a little more than cubical. A Scion, I think it's smaller than a Scion, but it's the same proportion. Do, do these, very small tires. Do these smart cars have a back seat? No, they're two seaters. Okay. Which is why I asked about if I had a big bag when you were picking me up from the airport in your smart car. Because then you'd be Because that would be irritating. Because yeah. it's like, well, you're going to have to ride the luggage like scrammed up against your nuts. That would piss me off. Yeah. That, that would be annoying. Um, they found somebody to interview. Shelly Gallivan stood Monday afternoon near the fourth smart car that was vandalized. Uh, a small white, white compact with a faded Obama-Biden bumper sticker. That's called color. <laughs> <laughs> adding some color to the story. So the point being, they think that these people tipping the tipping the cars over are part of this anti-tech, anti-gentrification movement that's going on in the Bay Area, 
I used to say San Francisco, but now they're complaining about that Oakland is becoming gentrified too, which anybody who's ever lived in Oakland would call that is becoming less of a shithole. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that's called progress there. Yeah. Because, uh, wow, people with jobs are moving here. Amazing. So but, wait, you so know, Oakland's, still there are people who are complaining about it. So Oakland's not going to be the, the fifth most dangerous city in the country anymore? Well. It'll be number eight? <laughs> it's a long road to hoe. Yeah. Galavan was actually just watching the car for her friend, Wendy Orner, who lives in Cincinnati and had a baby nearly two months ago. Can you hear the violins playing? Well, she lives in Cincinnati, but parks her car in a street in San Francisco. Oh, just wait. The car was left to Orner by her 70-year-old father, who died in January. Galavan said she found out the car was damaged when a neighbor texted a picture. Orner said Monday that she still plans to sell the car when she's in San Francisco for her father's memorial in June. How annoying is this? So she's taking up a parking space on the street. <laughs> her dad just died. Yeah, sorry. What's she go supposed get to rid do? Of your car. She's coming out here for the funeral and she's going to sell it. She's going to sell it. And listen to this. So Galavan was watching the car. She just moved the car so a larger car could... It was parked in front of her house, but she moved it to a corner because somebody with a larger car wanted to park there. God, she's conscientious. She's a good partner. Yeah, and look what happens. Good Some fuck faces yeah. come and tip it over. A good neighbor. How many, how many dudes do you think it takes to lift up a smart car? Two. No. Remember when everybody in high school... These cars have come back, by the way. But in high school was the original... The, that car, the Ford Festiva. <laughs> the Festiva. I think I've tipped the Festiva before. <laughs> well, in high school, the big football players, they, would, they wouldn't tip it over, but they would, they would turn it perpendicular in the parking spot that would, it was in. Because in the Midwest, the high schools have these giant parking spots. That they look like malls. Because everybody drives. Nobody carpools. Like, once you're 16, fuck the bus. Yeah, you're yeah. Driving you got to drive. So, like, every kid who goes to high school in the Midwest, where I'm from, like, everybody drives. I guess I would what's, carpool with my brother, or I'd, like, pick up some girl that I wanted to fuck. What's your badge of honor, though, is having your car? That's your freedom. It's a symbol right. of your freedom. But so the, the high school has this giant parking lot, and everybody's got their car out there. And the high school people used to take the Festiva, because it was, it was also very small. And it was so small that if it was parked in a spot, you could literally, like, turn it 90 degrees <laughs> If you had a couple big guys lift it up and then the person couldn't get out because obviously they can't go back or forth because their car is like now wedged in between two cars. Do you, do you remember the Hugos? I remember the Hugo. I don't remember if anybody ever had one or if I rode in one. Those were another car that if you were at the mall late at night and there was one just in the parking lot, those would be tipped. Tipped over. Tipped over. Tipped on Completely. its side. Yeah. Did you break the windows? I no. I mean, I guess I have tipped one before. I don't think the they're saying broke. with these smart cars when you tip them over, the windows shatter. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't recall that happening. So, do you think these guys are anarchists? Yeah, and they're making, they're kids, making a point. The, the, there's like two, kids in Bernal Heights. Kid, the real dangerous kids from from Hunters Point aren't traveling to Bernal Heights to tip over smart cars, right? No, they, I don't the kids think who would just do, do it for mischief. So the only answer is the only kids that are in Bernal Heights who would do this are doing it for some political, you know, cockamamie political idea. Well, then how come they're not tagging it with a symbol or something so they could be known for their their actions? Well, you got to get in and out quick. It's either tip it over or tag it. I think they should do both. I think they need to develop a tag. <laughs> just a big anarchist, eh? Well, just don't put sick and wrong on it, please. 
I don't care. Well, I'll have an alibi. Well, I'll have an alibi too, but I just don't want to have to deal with this. <laughs> I don't go out at night in the city. <laughs> so what are they That's doing? Are they cracking down on them? They have like, uh, like the, are they the popo like patrolling Bernal Heights now? Neighborhood I think watch. They probably already do. I mean, that's been, one of those. That's one of those areas of town that is not lacking in po- police presence, right? Yeah, no. There's a, there's a lot of in the, in the not, mission general. It's not uh, you know, the sunny to hell <laughs> dog batch. <laughs> so I wonder what happens. Once your car is tipped over, do you just is it? I mean, do you just get insurance pays for it? Yeah, because uh, this Galavan lady who was watching the car was waiting for the insurance adjuster. I don't know if I mentioned that. Hmm. Well, he's like, what does he cut there? And he's like, eh, 50 bucks. <laughs> That's all it's worth. It's a giant matchbox car. I do find it funny, though, to get up in the morning, walk out on the street, and just feel like every smart car just tipped up vertically. Like some kind of weird <laughs> statue. In protest against the yeah. techies. Or like uh, some weird M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> Signs. Yeah. Viva la revolution there, San Francisco. Yep. So you're going to get rid of the tech people by doing that. That belong to a dead senior citizen <laughs> who probably has lived here since, like, you know, the 50s. And he'd all, he only entered because he had to play so much goddamn rent throughout his life. The only thing he could leave to his fucking daughter, who couldn't even live there here because it's so expensive, was his fucking smart car. And you tipped it over. And you tipped it over. <laughs> St- stick it to the man. <laughs> People, send your stories to cigarettepodcast at hotmail.com. We've got some phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, before we get to our first call, here's another word from our sponsor. What do you do when you're at a family reunion or Thanksgiving? you got a raging boner that won't go away and you're considering fucking your grandmother. You go to Adam and Eve, of course. You buy a jerk-off sleeve, you know, build a pocket pussy, something of that nature. So you can go in the bathroom and just take care of that raging boner before you have to bend over your grandma at the table and just fuck her. So go to adamandeve.com and type in the code diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E That's what Grandpa used to do to Your dad Talk to you later Bye So we got a few phone calls here In the Sick Around Hotline Um, You know people called in this week I don't know why it was like the week of the really long Phone call People you know the way it works here You've listened to the show long enough And new listeners we will not play your call if it's over three minutes. We got a six-minute phone call. Six-minute phone call. Could you imagine you playing play a six-minute phone Sounds call like you're on the show? Play it. I'm not playing it. Oh, you're not good. I deleted it. Deleted. It. I, I, I listened to the beginning and I looked Delete. at how long it was. Delete. In the trash. Send in. Send it in again, listener. That's where your call goes. Well, send it in again. Summarize the story. Make it under three minutes. And you'll get it here on the show. But anyway, there is a theme here. All these, all the calls tonight are all limeys, all okay. limey calls. All right. Yeah, all uh, UK people, which I appreciate. Like the UK people to call the cigarong hotline in the UK, that costs money. Is limey for all British people or just English people? 
I don't know. I think I think all of them. Okay. But uh, but yeah, like but but that's the thing. Like these guys are such good fans. Like they're such devoted sick and wrong fans that they're calling and paying more money to make this call. <laughs> Except for this dude who recorded MP3, a cheap fuck. We'll play his call first. That's what I would do. Yeah, sick and wrong got him into some trouble. What's up there, Dean Lance? Calling from Deepest Darkest Wales here. First time uh, ringing in, but long time listener. Deepest Darkest uh, Wales. I just wanted to talk about how uh, your work has affected my work recently. I was uh, starting a new job and I just did my induction and they took me to my desk, introduced me to the not unattractive girls to my left and right and then sat me down to do this boring list of data entry tasks. So I figured perfect opportunity to listen to some sick and wrong. So I get my computer all sorted, plug in and listen to an old episode. And it's this cracking one where Dee's interviewing a pretty scandalous transsexual hooker uh, porn. First off, first off, it's your first day at work. Why are you listening to sick and wrong on your computer? That's how they do it in Wales. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it blows my mind. Where's my desk. I mean, what, uh, what websites are you going to there? <laughs> well, he probably had it on his iPod player. No, he said he plugged it into his computer, put uh, it on. Yeah, probably watched the internet use for the first week. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been in my new job now for going on almost three months. I've never once even went to sickandwrongpodcast.com. Yeah, don't do that. I don't want them to know. They, they, you know they look at your internet traffic. Could you imagine if they're like, oh, he's downloading what? The new guy? A podcast called Sick and Wrong? Not gonna, it's not what your computer terminal's for. Yeah, they're going to frown on that type of activity. All right. Anyway, the tranny he's talking about is Juliet Stray. Remember her? Yeah. You were not You were actually, you missed that show, regrettably. I met um, her before at other I'm, times. I might have her, um, I, you know, I, she sent me an email through Facebook not that long ago. Still lives in San Francisco. Still a tranny hooker. Oh, really? Yeah. She still, still is a tranny hooker. Well, tranny I thought maybe she would have became like... A librarian or something. No, she well, she's well, tra- she does tranny porn. I, I don't just know thought I'd drop you a line. Though. It's tax season. <laughs> You're looking for somebody, a CPA who is no longer a tranny hooker. I might have her on to I'm answer a, some. Uh, I'm just a straight up male accountant now. I might have her on to answer some like my two cents calls or something, or is that gay calls? Some one of them, one of these days star who's going into a deepest darkest sexual proclivities and it's all graphic and really kind of humiliation stuff so i'm probably smiling to myself not quite laughing but smiling and the girl to my right clearly notices i'm smiling which is a bit weird given the boringness of my task so she taps me on the shoulder and sort of mouths what you're listening to i turn my shoulder hits the wire the wire pulls out and the audio comes over the whole office for everyone to hear just as this charming tranny hooker lady is going on about how she loves and i quote hard cocks spurting pre-cut so yeah that happens i go into panic mode she looks disgusted and i suddenly think that i need to jack put the jack back into the uh computer it won't go in i'm jamming that in i decide to drown that out with a coughing fit so i'm there coughing 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 stabbing this fucker back in it won't go in so i have to turn the computer off and then yeah pull the plug i ran to the toilet uh and did a mixture of laughing pissing myself laughing and being sort of terrified that these people now think that i listen to quite edgy audio pornography while I'm working uh, so I've gone back to my desk we haven't spoken about it since and that's that so cheers boys keep your seat keep it wrong and keep it coming take it easy does pre-cum spurt? because <laughs> mine doesn't spurt yeah no, I think mine just kind of drips 
Yeah, it's just like a little ooze. You like pus. All right. Um, I, to, I just want to make sure I wasn't inadequate. Well, yeah, I don't I, Maybe this guy. Pretty, it's like an advertisement in the back of a hustler. Maybe that Does tranny. Does pre-cum not spurt? Yeah, maybe that tranny can make men just spurt pre-cum. Oh, yeah. Find that hard to blame believe. It, blame it on the ladies I've been with. You're just not hot <laughs> enough to make my pre-cum spurt, bitch. What I find funny about this, though, is so his coworkers, all they heard was him. Like, they probably think he's listening to some kind of pornography, like audio, but gay porn. So they all think he's a poofter. Like he's listening to like you know hard penises squirting pre cum and then he but shuts that straight, off. Even straight porn involves a lot of pre hard hard cocks and spurting. I'm a, I'm just saying. Let's say a new guy is sitting next to you, and he's listening to his headphones, and you're just doing your work, and then all of a sudden his headphone jack comes out, and the only thing you heard was hard cock squirting pre cum. Like, wouldn't you be like? Dude, what the fuck are you listening to? I'd be to? like, leave that on, because I better be talking about the vagina's about to go in. Because if you're listening to gay shit, I'm not Car- sitting next to you anymore. Carry on. I want to see what happens. Come on. Keep it going. We only listen to straight porn audio around this part. I'm just saying this dude gave a weird impression, which I imagine could happen with any interval of sick and wrong i mean at any given moment we might be talking about a shit story we might be talking about pedophilia who knows you know you never know i only listen to npr at work <laughs> and uh, and on my actual like non-headphone radio thing how, how do you feel you can't even listen to like like political talk radio right because then you'll have like the overly liberal office person who who, who doesn't like you anymore NPR, even NPR is pretty just, it's so bland. It actually just drives me nuts. It's, it's the, actually the only thing that really comes in. No, it's like, it's like vanilla radio, but, but okay. How do you feel about this? Whack? I was just thinking about this. So his neighbor was like, Oh, you're laughing. What are, what are you listening to? You're laughing. Yeah. But he's, he's like, what are you listening to? She asked an innocent question. He could have been like, you know, I listen to this podcast by these two Yanks. It's hilarious. It's called sick and wrong. It's funny. It's from the, it's from the U S and these guys, you know, just have this really incisive sense of humor. Are they and fat very bastards then? But you know oh, what? Oh, yeah, they're probably pretty fat. He was too embarrassed and ashamed to even say the name of the show. I bet she was like, oh, nothing. I mean, yeah, nothing. I'm just listening to, like, uh, Mark Marin. Probably. That's probably what he said. Yep. It's the Nerdist. Yeah. He, he, probably, he probably substituted another name for oh, a show. I love the Nerdist. He's a very nice boy. <laughs> very clean cut. Anyway, gotta say you deserve that there, buddy. You don't listen to sick and... You don't download... You, I would listen to it on your iPhone or your iPod player, but you don't download a show like our show. No. You know, or any explicit podcast, for that matter, on your work computer. Especially the first day of work. Gotta wait till you've been there three months past the probationary period. Yeah, one week. Yeah. Just have enough, have enough time to make friends with the IT guys. So you can be like, hey, you know, if they're monitoring my shit, you'd warn me, right? Cut me some slack there, buddy. Yeah. Earbud. All right, here's, uh, here's the second call. Um, excuse my daughter. Um, no. Just, something just happened to me, and I thought you're know, probably the only people I can tell. This happened to me literally seconds ago. It's about Friday afternoon in um, England, and I'm with my two daughters. And we've got the windows open, and a 
bug or an insect flies in and lands on the window. So my eldest daughter, two years old, starts getting a bit freaked out about it, so I decide to get rid of it. Pick up the nearest thing I can find to me, which it happens just to be a stuffed toy monkey. So as I'm trying to swish it away, my daughter's getting more and more upset, so I try and lighten the situation by making monkey noises with the monkey out of the window. So happily trying to get rid of this thing, going, ooh, ah, 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 through an open window, look up, two black people walking past. Brilliant. <laughs> See, it's only offensive if you think black people are monkeys, which people don't think that. Yeah, okay, but if he's in a car, the window's down, he's like, oh, oh they're doing monkey noises and two black people walk by. What, do, what do you th- think black people are monkeys? No, but I mean, what do you think? It's they're... the only way it's offensive. But are they going to think, like, would you, okay, if you're a black person, he had you the monkey, the stuffed monkey, right? And he was like waggling it around. Yeah, but maybe the stuffed monkey wasn't in, in their in their view. Like maybe wow. like it wasn't in their, you know, their sight. So all they saw was a white guy sitting there looking at them making monkey noises. He wasn't looking at them because he only noticed them at the last minute. I mean, are we not allowed to make monkey noises anymore? In the presence of black people? Well, I mean... It, 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 <laughs> yeah, in the presence of black people. Not on the same level, but somewhat are, related. Are black, pe- are black people just... They're not... They can't go and see Planet of the Apes? Okay, but not on the same level, but somewhat related. How about when I pull up to a stoplight and I'm listening to Dr. Dre's The Chronic? You know, and there's lots of uh, use of the N-word. There's excessive use of the N-word in that. My window's down and black people roll up next to me. Would they be offended that I'm listening to that? Well, yeah, but not because of the N-word, which is nigger, by the way. Why uh, do you think they would be offended by me listening to Dr. Dre? Because you don't deserve that sweet music. <laughs> so you're, you're co-opting saying, their shit. That's you're saying the music thing. is not meant for a whitey, a cracker, yeah. to be listening to. You haven't, you haven't dealt with the hardships. I guess, but I think that music That's was marketed why you're towards the crackers. <laughs> I don't know. What if it was like, see if it was Marshall Mathers? You don't think they'd be offended by the excessive use of the word nigger? No. Maybe not. Nigga, by the way. Nigga, not not nigga. Yeah. Now, if you were listening to some like David Duke fucking commentary, now you've got a problem. You know what's interesting? I was thinking about this as I was listening to the Chronic and Chronic Two, by the way, which I don't think I didn't even realize there were two. Yeah, well, Chronic 1 came out in 92 or 93, I think in 92. And then Chronic 2 came out in 2000. I was kind of out of the rap game by then. Yeah, I, I was out of the rap game too. That's why I recently acquired, downloaded, Chronic 2. And since I've been listening to it, I've been like, oh, wow, this is actually a really good record. <laughs> so now it's in your CD changer. So I, am I to understand you downloaded it, then burned it to a CD-ROM? Yeah, no, well, I And then burned. you put it in your disc changer in your Prius, and then you go around bumping it? Well, I not only burned that, I also burned, <laughs> I burned a disc of MP3 CD, so a disc oh. of MP3, so I burned... Okay, so you're a little more, you're a little more advanced. Your, your car stereo recognizes MP3s when burned to a disc. Yeah, so, so that well, disc better. has six albums on it. It has the Ghetto yeah. Boys, We Can't Be Stopped, it has Wu-Tang right. Clan, Wu-Tang Forever... Because, like, the CD player in my car, I would have to burn it, like, as a wave. It's the only way. Oh, no, I have have MP3. So there's six albums on that CD. The Chronic. Chronic So not only do you have a disc changer, but, like, each each disc could potentially be, like, six albums. So 
That's like 36 CD. And it's all gangster rap from the 90s because that's what I'm into right now. Do you have any PM Dawn up in that bitch? No, but I have some public – I have some PE. Do you remember PM Dawn? I do remember PM Dawn. (laughs) What was up with that? Set adrift on memory bliss. (laughs) What was – that – that was like a subgenre that they were the only member of, and and nobody ever took up the mantle. I think that should come back. I think they were that? trying it was to, like psychedelic rap. No, I think they were trying to go the De La Soul route. No, but they it was weren't as cool. De La Soul. No, but they weren't as cool. I don't. know. It was like easy it was listening. Like a, like, a re- like you could go into that. I don't even remember his name, but whatever that you know. Let's PM? just say his name is PM Don, the MC, which I'm sure it's not. Like you go into in if they, if he did Cribs, MTV Cribs, and like this is oh we're going to PM Don's house the, today. Like he would have like patchouli and like those batik like tapestries up on his wall. That's not De La Soul. It would be a mind, body, and soul experience. Yeah, no. He'd have like crystals and shit. You'd be like, oh yeah, of course PM Don has crystals said, in his apartment. People said De La Soul was hippie rap. Yeah, they said that, but PM Don is the real hippie rap shit. It's PM not even hippie, it's like new age. Yeah, it's new age. It's like new age rap. It, yeah, it's a weird genre that made no sense. Yeah, don't try and tell me that PM Don and I mean I see where you're going with it, but it's different than uh, De La Soul. It is. So the so this guy, this racist, this English racist who uh, just called <laughs> he's this, not racist. He's worried about it. So this English KKK member. <laughs> Who, uh, I we think just they're called the, to. the BNP over there. Uh, they, okay, so this BNF? this flag waving BNP party member that just called in with his children, who I imagine are probably blonde haired with blue eyes, and he's just indoctrinating youth. them with the BNP philosophy of hatred and racial purity. Uh, called back with another. He called back with a with a follow up. Does this count as a six minute call? About the monkey, uh, the, um, the faux pas. Just wanted also to comment on the guy who left the story last week about um, shitting himself on a train and chucking the wrong bag out of the window. Uh, I've got to call bullshit on that. That's a huge apocryphal tale that's been going around for years and years. God damn Heard it. From many people in many different no. places in the country. Anyway, take care. Bye. Remember that? Yeah, I remember it. I'm really bummed about that. I know. It's got to be an apocryphal tale, huh? Apocryphal. Just bums me out though because it was such a great story. Like the guy gave himself choggle pants. I thought it was so funny, and I fell for it completely. I didn't even. I mean, why would we have any cause to doubt that? I guess it's too good. Anything good is usually fake. I know. God, makes me makes me wonder how many. I mean, you times can't see a girl with nice tits anymore. You're like, those aren't real. They're probably fake. Yeah. Makes me and wonder. See, and then you see the fake ones that are clearly fake, and it's just like, wow, that's the worst boob job I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> But even when girls have nice ones, you're just like, oh, yeah, she bought those. Makes me wonder how many times we've been duped here on the show. Oh, I think you'd be just appalled if you knew the real number. Yeah. Anyway. Well, thanks for pointing that out, uh, you BNP party member. Uh, maybe you should point out some other areas of, uh, of racial, racial hatred that you probably listen to, your philosophy that you adhere to. What kind of animals do they have in England, naturally? Just sheep, right? That's it. Probably. Foxes? No, they have foxes. That's what they kill. That's it. Foxes and sheep. There's no other native animal on the British Isles. Badgers. A hedgehog. Badgers. Hedgehogs. Hedgehogs. Not counting birds and obviously insects because he killed one. 
So what if you were like a uh, Englishman walked up and I had a sheep stuffed animal and I was like bah bah. Oh sorry, Wasn't, didn't mean to offend you there. If you're a sheep shagging Welshman, <laughs> then I would be offended. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking a sheep, mate. Well, but that, it, but the thing is, in Wales, that's the equivalent of their girlfriend. So yeah, I would be like, yeah, you know, you're a dick, mistress. making fun of my yeah mistress. That's a mistress. You know, a mistress in Wales is a sheep. You don't buy him flowers. Anyway, people, call Sigurong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Keep it under three minutes, and we'll do it here on the show. Uh, real quick, uh, we got an email here from Cy, who mentioned that uh, he was the guy that wrote in with a Scottish-Chinese wife. Remember that? Yeah. He said, uh, just for your info, she was born in Scotland, and there are ten thousands of Asians in Scotland. Someone's got to provide those healthy fucks with greasy takeout food. I'm English, I live in London, and my wife isn't mail order. She's a better paid job than me in finance with high expectation parents. She wouldn't pose topless for your shitty podcast. So you got sick and wrong in eyeliner on the thigh. And so he sent a picture, and his wife actually is really hot. Super yeah, I hot. I saw that. That's when yeah. he forwarded to me. I did forward you that to didn't I, I did actually forward that to Wackerly. So uh, congratulations there, Cy. You, you got a hot wife, and I'm glad... That uh, she was like, fuck you, I'm not sending my tits to these two asshole yanks that you listen to on iTunes. Ridiculous. She has to have their, her face in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's all about hand, which Sai has little of. Um, P.S., he says, if you like British comedy, check out House of Fools. It's a bit like an absurd young ones, and it's got Matt Berry in it. Oh, Matt Berry. Have you heard of that? House no. of Fools? You have to check that out. I haven't out. been watching a lot of uh, like series TV lately, but Game of Thrones just started, so that will change. Check out Orphan Black. It's kind of a good show. I like that one. But uh, I like Matt Berry, so I might have to check out this House of Fools. Well, thanks, Cy, for sending that in. Uh, people, listen to the show on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, subscribe, rate, comment, boost visibility of the show. It gives us great exposure. And uh, we like being in the new and uh, happening, like the what's hot category of iTunes. So by listening to iTunes, keep Sick and Wrong in the what's hot, and we get more listeners. So we appreciate that. Also, Sick and Wrong t-shirts are available at the Sick and Wrong store. I'm actually running out of t-shirts, so I think we're going to print some new ones soon. Uh, but we do have some available right now. So you can support the show by buying the, the Sick and Wrong logo tee. And if you buy a t-shirt, I also send you a six-pack of They Live stickers. The Sick and Wrong They Live new, uh, the they live Sick and Wrong stickers. I don't know why I just fucked that up. Um, so uh, just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Order a t-shirt. I'll send you some stickers. Uh, finally here, the Sick and Wrong song of the week. I'm going to do a special dedication. Special dedication to... One of my favorite uh, pro wrestlers, the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, he I mean, passed he's like away. The Silver Age or what? Is that the Silver Age of wrestling? I don't know if they aged him like that, but he wasn't like the original. I mean, I guess they're probably like back in the sixties. There's probably the original guys who didn't even have much of costumes, well, and then they were like the first guys with the big like you know personalities and he was maybe the second wave of that it, it was the second wave because there was like the early 80s you had andre the giant you had rick rude you had uh, hulk hogan and then ultimate warrior came around like late night like late 80s early 90s like yeah, probably late 80s. 80s like 89 he was huge and i just liked him because he was a spaz 
And the dude was like yeah. so hopped up on steroids. He was huge. Was he was like the weird... ADHD wrestler. Yeah. Before and... he even knew that was a thing. I saw I saw a, a video of him on Arsenio Hall in like 1990, and he's like throwing the furniture around. Doesn't even speak like a human. But uh, Th- those wrestlers would never. I think nowadays they'll go on a show and like not not be in character. But back then they all always they had be in to character. Be. Well, I think that was part of their contract. <laughs> you, it has to be your whole life now. Really, Vince That's McMahon. The contract, no, Vince yep. McMahon was a tyrant. Yeah. You know, well, they made a lot of money for basically just running around in their underwear. <laughs> what, what do you expect? The Ultimate Warrior was one of the most colorful stars in pro wrestling history. He died uh, this past Monday. Um, he was 54 years old. Only 54. But no one it's had roids, more swagger. Man. No one had more swagger than the Ultimate Warrior. It's the roids. You think that's what it was? Yeah, they fuck with your hormones, right? Did you see a picture of him at 54? The guy looked like he was 80. I guess so. I think even if you don't do roids, uh, just working out and like being that buff is—I don't think it's that good for your body. He was still buff, but he, like he was completely gray. He just looked really aged, very yeah. weathered. Arnold's um, still around. Yeah, that's true. And he did a lot of steroids. Yeah. Uh, the WWE said uh, Warrior, uh, who uh, he actually legally changed his name from James Helweg to Warrior, not Ultimate Warrior, just Warrior. Oh. So he just was warrior. Yeah, he was known as warrior, not ultimate anymore. He died on Tuesday in Scottsdale, Arizona. Apparently, he collapsed while walking with his wife to their car at a hotel and was pronounced dead at the hospital. Uh, what was what was weird and oddly, I guess, somewhat like eerie, is uh, he had a career built on death rumors. Like everybody thought the Ultimate Warrior died because he kind of disappeared from the wrestling world in '96 because he had a falling out with Vince McMahon. And uh, ended up leaving WWE completely. And so what, what ended up happening, and this is what was eerie, he was inducted into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame. And this was happening on Sunday. So on Sunday, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And he addressed the fans one final time. And this is what he said. He said, no WWE talent becomes a legend on their own. Every man's heart one day beats its final beat. His lungs breathe their final breath. And if what that man did in life makes his blood pulse through the body of others, or makes the blood pulse through the body of others, makes him bleed deeper, something larger than life, then his essence, his spirit will be immortalized. Two days later, guy dies. <laughs> it's like he delivered his own eulogy. Shit. He delivered his what own the eulogy. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? I don't know. <laughs> He's the guy's hopped up on steroids. <laughs> Can't think straight. How like what? Do you, how do you get into the? I mean, it's all kind of fake and a big pageant. So how like I don't really understand the Hall of Fame, the WWE Hall of Fame. I guess just for because you're one of the most popular guys. Because it's not like anything you did was real. No, like, but won he the was, most matches, but they're all. But thick, he was so. an actor. I mean, he had like a huge amount of fans. I mean, this guy yeah, so it's was like an fans, iconic WWE wrestler. And, but um, it's like the Oscars of wrestling. The More thing than, is, like, though, the baseball hall of fame. I posted that that ridiculous video about uh, where someone re-edited his the Ultimate Warriors confession, and uh, it was a parody video or whatever. And I posted to Facebook that day he died. I know mm-hmm. I felt kind of bad because he was one of my favorite wrestlers. So anyway, to uh, make up for that, I'm going to end the show here. Second wrong song of the week is the Ultimate Warriors theme song. I'll drink to you, Ultimate Warrior. Rest in peace. Just warrior.
<laughs> warrior. To me, he's the ultimate warrior. I'm not saying your name is Ultimate Warrior. I'm just saying you are the ultimate, comma, warrior. warrior. <laughs> uh, we're going to end the show with his theme song. A lot of nice 1980s shredding. Sounds like Steve Vai in this. Joe Satriani. Or maybe, yeah, a little Perhaps. bit of Satriani. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 428. Until then, thanks, Lisa. They're everywhere. Yeah, they are. I even saw one at my bagel shop. But then, aside from that, that other, that, that Lance Wackerly character, his co-host, I don't know what the fuck he is, but I think he's a black Amishman from, from the Dutch country. I have no idea what's going on with him. That's worse than being a Jew. Absolutely it is. But let me say this, they're two good-looking men. As opposed to the two of us, we're ugly as sin. But that doesn't stop us from having our own goddamn show. We have our own goddamn show. You know what the name of that show is, Martin? Can you tell me the name of the show? Tell it to me right now. From the Ville with Martin and Steele on FromTheVille.com. Sounds good to me. Is that it? Sure. All right, log on to FromTheVille.com right now, right here, any place, anytime, anywhere, and you can listen to Martin and Steele on FromTheVille.com and fuck the guys that sing wrong because we're funny. <laughs> <laughs>